All righty. We are live. I'm going to give it a second here for people to join in if you haven't joined in already. Let's see here. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast. Pretty exciting episode for you guys because we are live. Live again, so will be our first official live podcast, individual podcast. Obviously, we had people on live for the 100th episode, but this will be our first one-on-one. Uh, if Andrew is able to join us tonight, Andrew right now is doing his fatherly duties, so he will join us if he gets home in time. So uh, we're going to tease him if he does get on here because it's, uh, you know, obviously first podcast since he uh, is going to be our co-host. So we're going to give him some some trouble here, either this week or next week, whichever week he comes on. But uh, super excited to have uh, have Zach on here today, Mr. Zach Hall, good friend of mine. And uh, we're going get, to get him on here to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I know he's been on the podcast a few times, but uh, we're going we're gonna to do a little catching up, talk a little future with him, and uh, we're going to go from there. Obviously with Zach, we're going to be – going on some tangents for sure. I don't doubt we're going to go down some rabbit holes, but uh, it's going to be a fun time. So uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to send a huge shout out to Douglas Outdoors for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, High quality premium rods. If you guys haven't heard about it, go to www.douglasoutdoors.com. Check them out. Uh, And if you're in the market for premium uh, tungsten, tungsten jigs, tungsten weights, uh, some innovative terminal tackle, Guys, you should check out uh, Queen Tackle. You can use the code SeriousAngler20 uh, to get yourself some high-quality premium tungsten jigs and weights. So with that being said, getting uh, thanking our sponsors, of course, Angler and Amped Outdoors for helping out as well. We are going to get on our guest, this uh, Louisiana maniac, this uh, Mr. Fa- I'm Famous on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I see you on that. I have so many more nicknames I want to tell the people, but I think we'll just we'll let them unleash at a later time. Without further ado, Mr. Zach Hall. Oh, I'm not live. I thought I was live the whole time. I was sitting here being I quiet. Couldn't see you. Only I had the burden of seeing you. <laughs> I was over here trying to be quiet and uh, not make a peep while you're doing your sweet intro. <laughs> I wouldn't call it sweet. I'd be calling uh, there's that, I that one. I've been my Mountain Dew the whole time. <laughs> Are you part of that? Uh, did you get contacted about the whole Mountain Dew campaign thing? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, this I'm the podcast brought to you by Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, that would be I cool. think everybody in the outdoor community. No, nah, I didn't get messaged by it, but a lot of people yeah. did. It seemed like they only messaged people from Minnesota. Really? I only saw and everybody who posted that about the whole Mountain Dew thing was from Minnesota. At least so that I saw. Really. I could yeah. swear I've seen like Jason Christie or somebody post something about it. I've seen I like, a lot of random people posting stuff about it. Yeah. I was like, where'd you guys get your info from? And then like, what? Think- Mountain Dew's paying for people's licenses or something? That's like the big big deal. Something like 20 bucks or something towards it? I don't know. I don't know the whole whole. They kept saying there was a big announcement, and I never saw the big announcement, but I heard about it in a in the group chat or whatever. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's interesting. That's a good thing, I guess. That's cool. Although yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong. No. I mean, it's not the most healthy thing to drink on a hot summer day. <laughs> Let's be like real it, here. 
but it killed, it I heard it like kills your sperm count or something weird. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. My leg. <laughs> What's going on, Brandon Lewis? What's going on, buddy? Hope you are well. I can't. Oh, I have to pull up the whole chat. That way, should I put it on comments? Yeah, you can get a comment so you can see what people are talking crap about you. Well, my finger is not registering with my screen. Probably because I have this pulled up and a browser. Oh, hello. Here we go. Got it? Okay. Yeah. We're still getting out the kinks of the whole live podcast thing. We're getting this yeah. stream service. So Got to start somewhere. Yeah, right? Well, all right, dude. How you been? You been? I know you've been obviously have some, some big moves, some big announcements, but uh, you've been getting out in the water at all? Not lately. Not probably for the past week and a half, I guess. I've been working in Kentucky. <laughs> I had like three months off where I fished so hardcore it was ridiculous. Like I was gonna say four, it's four to five days a week. Yeah, say <laughs> it's probably the biggest uh, or the longest break you've had from fishing since what January. Yeah, and I'm kind of having some withdrawals, but bow season's coming up too, so that's also like getting me excited. Like, so are you like shifting gears almost? Yeah, are are you just gonna? Just pretty much forget the fishing stuff and just go hunt full, like full time hardcore. Or are you gonna try to like get in some time on the water? Oh, I'm definitely gonna try to get some time in on the water over uh, the fall bite. Yeah, try a rerun of the spring bite on Lake St. Clair. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, this guy you caught what six? No, twelve over six pounds, right? Yes, in two months on Lake St. Clair. Yeah. Smallmouth, all smallmouth. I hate you. Absolutely. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should make a movie about that because that was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> all, all on a jerk bait, right? All, Almost every single one of them was on a jerk bait. I think maybe probably two of them were on a tube. That's all just... on the big Jackal 130 rearrange. Secret Shad color. That's all I'll tell the, you. Giving out all the juice now. Is the big ones? They're like three quarter ounce. You're gonna you're gonna go to St. Clair and see guys going around their boats, watching your videos, trying to look at the lake. You're like, oh, where's this buddy? Oh, dude, <laughs> that would surprise the, uh, me if somebody's already tried it. Because there's been a few people watching the videos from that area that comment on there. Yeah, people it's trying not, to expose you. It's not like a a secret spot. It's it's definitely a spot I stumbled upon. Yeah, like one of my We're, first trips out there. Just beating the bank and just found it. Yeah, I was just kind of graphing. Uh, I can't. Well, I can't tell too much information. I was kind of graphing, and a lot of people that fish out there, they're fishing rocks. That's like the main thing because it's a very featureless body of water. Yes. Yep. Before it gets real warm out, you know, it's still colder. All the fish are a little bit deeper. If you can find structure out deeper, obviously, it's probably going to hold some fish. Well, a lot of people catch them on rocks out there in early season. I found all my fish on wood. Like all of the stuff I was fishing was wood. There you go. Nobody else was fishing that stuff. I don't. I don't know. I'd never seen anybody fishing it the whole time I was doing that for like two months. Yeah. And that's just how I was catching those fish in six to ten feet of water. And I'm talking like what thirty-eight degrees one day, forty-three degrees another day, forty-seven degrees. All these fish. Within that shallow water that was that cold. 
And I was even talking to a buddy in Canada. He was like, dude, I've never been on a bike like that out there, like that. What you're doing, you just figured something out crazy. I was like, I was just winging it, you know. <laughs> Not from up there. It's all new to me. You know, jerk bait, pause. So yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. Good avenue to go down, and uh, that was the ticket. Jerk bait, submerged wood features, no rock. So let me ask you, because now that we're talking about this, I'm getting curious because I didn't actually ask you these specific questions prior. But see, when you said 38 degrees, 43 degrees, are you talking water temp? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So you're throwing that re-range in 38 degrees. Yeah. And I caught some good fish. That. That the best so day was actually like the 40 de 43 degree water day was probably the best day I had out there. Oh, no doubt. That that makes sense. But the 38 is like. I that never, dude, that's the coldest I've ever caught. Well, I mean, I've never, I, I guess with the graph that I got on the kayak now, I pay attention to the water temperature all the time. I'm mm -hmm. anal about that now. Yeah. So looking back, that's probably the craziest bite I had in 30, that cold of water. The first yeah, day I Mark found it, it was. I, I caught a bunch over four pounds. I, mm -hmm. I may have caught one or two five pounders the first day. I didn't even have a measuring board. I couldn't even enter those fish in the KBF monthly. <laughs> I paid <laughs> for my KBF monthly and I ordered a board and it didn't come in in time. I was like, oh, I'm going to go fishing and explore. Ooh. Stumbled upon a freaking insane spot. I probably caught 100 inches that first day. That hurts. But I, it was so crazy. My GoPro batteries all died, and I just went Facebook Live. And I was just yeah. catching giant smallmouth on Facebook Live, and all my friends from back home were like, oh, my God. Like, Dude, this is nuts. I'm going to get CNN out here. This is crazy. <laughs> Dude, but I think 38 degrees, I, I pretty much all I have on deck is like a 2.75-inch swim bait and then like a blade bait. I don't ever think to throw – because a reed range is a bigger size jerk bait. I don't Huge. think to throw that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really big jerk bait to me compared to everybody always throws the one tens. Yeah. Bass, I mean, that's like the size, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'm kind of like big, bigger bait, bigger fish. Did like, you, if they, was wanted, it they, do, they want it, if they don't, they don't, I'll know quick. Huh? Yeah. Was it a numbers deal most of the days or was it just size? Mostly that's the thing. It was size and numbers. Those those first few trips, the when when was it? It was the uh, beginning of April, actually. Those first few trips, it was like the first week of April, second week of April. Um, I caught very few little fish. <laughs> Never in my life have I made a trip to the lake and fished for the first half or second half of the day, and caught so many big fish while catching so many little or so a less amount of little fish. Mm -hmm. Like I, I caught so many quality fish. Over three to four pounds. Well, you definitely stumbled on a pattern and had all the variables align in terms of finding a rare bite where it only draws bigger fish or bigger bites. I think, I personally, I think if you were using a smaller jerk bait, you might not have stumbled on that. Yeah, I don't know. I probably would have caught a smaller fish too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I think that maybe that jerk, that, that re range just has more drawing power. Probably yeah. it is. I don't know what it sounds like. I've never actually held one. It's got a lot of clack in it, uh, and it's got a tungsten uh, weight deal that uh, so shifts whenever you cast. Yeah, and you you can cast that thing really far. Okay, and that's 
what I was doing, casting as far as I could. And uh, I found grass, like maybe two to three inches, uh, two to three inch long grass growing up off the bottom. And mm -hmm. I was throwing that over that and catching them over that. I was catching them by the wood. As long as I was in the vicinity of the wood, that's where I was catching fish. Like and old rock structure throwing, growing up uh, that's uh, abandoned. Yeah, you're throwing 15 pound fluoro, aren't you? 12 pound and 15 pound, mostly 15 pound because uh, some days the water's not clear enough for me to actually see. And mm -hmm. uh, I'll run, <laughs> run it a little too close to that wood and them zebra mussels will fray y'all up bad. Yeah, uh, up at the 15 pound, and it's such a big jerk bait. It's still getting such good action. Uh, yeah, losing action was never an issue up in the up in the pounds. Yeah, I think that's sick. I'm so jealous. Unfortunately, now I don't think you're gonna find that bite where you're situated currently. No, but I'm thinking move. maybe fall. I could probably yeah. do the same exact thing. Just gotta yeah. pay attention to the conditions. Try to get out there and time it right. I would think, if anything, it might even be better, depending on the fall bite on St. Clair. I don't know it. Uh, you could probably reach out to Nowak. He might know how that yeah. bite is. But hey, that could be pretty sick, a sick fall bite for sure, because that's where they just they literally just chase bait. That's when they kind of heavily feed on bait fish before those winter months. But, yeah, now now you're in Kentucky. You've made the big switch. You uh, are working. Obviously, you're down in a hotel, not in yeah. good old Michigan anymore. Now you're in Kentucky. How, how's yeah. that? It's not bad. It's a little warmer. <laughs> not much warmer. I mean, it's it's still warm up in Michigan right now. Uh, yeah. In a bunch of thunderstorms here, though. Actually, having a thunderstorm like rolling in right now. Actually, like a Florida thunderstorm or like a northern thunderstorm. No, uh, some good lightning. Yeah. Lightning and thunder. It's it's rolling in right now. I'm gonna have to look out my window. <laughs> oh, it ain't that bad. Hell, weatherman. That's the only job you can have and be wrong all the time and still have a job. I dude, I literally you're you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the reports earlier. I was like, man, it's gonna get bad tonight. And I'm looking out right now and it's like I'm gonna go for a jog on the other end of town. Yeah, Saturday during the BFL it said uh, we were supposed to have uh, north north winds at six or seven and it was glass calm all day long. Really? Yeah, I wasn't complaining. Yeah, because usually that lake situates pretty good when it's calm and dead. Most guys don't like it, but I love it. Maybe it's just because it's a kayak thing, but I've learned a, a good pattern out there that's pretty good when it's calm. Usually, oh, yeah. when guys don't like it, but uh, yeah, we got some good about. What's that? One less thing to worry about when you don't have to deal with fighting the wind and all that. Yeah, no, no doubt, one hundred percent. So, what what body of water is closest to you then? I haven't done a lot of research here yet. Honestly, um, I really do not know. I mean, the we got the, I guess it's the Ohio River just north of me. Yeah. I think. I could be completely wrong. I haven't even really looked. I could pull it up on my computer, though. Let's see. Uh, where are you staying? I am like in, in uh, Kentucky, what town? just south of Florence. I'm right by Florence. Kentucky? Yeah. Got the big old water tower that says see. Florence, y'all. We got uh, we got another. We'll, we'll move away from what we're going to talk about later. But we got Navionics pulled up here, so we're going to pull up Kentucky. Where's Florence? Right, just south of Cincinnati. It's literally on the border. Let's see, here we got Cincinnati. 
it's really hard to kind of differentiate the borders here. Let's see. Am I in the right vicinity? Ohio River. Oh, yeah, so it is the Ohio River. So where are you then? Am I in the right direction here? Yeah, you got to go. Uh, uh, I can't show you without pointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go uh, north or south? Um, south a little bit. South. Dang, I'm going to have to pull up Navionics on me too. Yeah, you know what I should do? Just look up where the heck. Well, look, Williamston, Williamston Lake. That's pretty yeah. close to me. Is that close? AJ Jolly Lake. That's not far. Bolts Lake, Turkey Branch. Who the heck names this stuff? Yeah, I'm going to have to go check them spots out. Got some ledges on Turkey Branch. Let's see what else we got. You said Williamston Lake? Let's see what we got here. It's pretty good size. That was decent, yeah. Got some little pockets. Not really a ledge lake. That's the only it's bad thing about traveling working like this is uh, I don't have a good spot to keep my kayak. You know? Right. So you, you just have to keep it on your vehicle, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Uh, the job site I'm at right now, I can't really just keep it at the job site. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. Man, yeah, if you're more south, you could go to Tennessee. But, yeah, it's tough. Do you, do you have, like, ponds or anything? Have you looked around? Huh, funny story. I actually worked down here, like, two or three years ago, just south of Louisville. And uh, we found an awesome pond. We went knocking on some doors one day, and uh, the guy said, yeah, 10 bucks, you can go fish it, you can keep anything you catch out of there. We ended up catching like 40 or 50 bass, and we kept like 10 of them. They were all perfect eating size, like 13 inches. So we took them home and ate them. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of fish in there, though. Yeah. And that was cool, and that's just west of me, probably 45 minutes. So that is a possibility. Yeah. Can you see the comments I pop up here? Yeah, I, I got my computer pulled up too. Just so I can uh, type on my computer instead of bringing it up and blocking everything out of my yeah. screen. You can see uh, Forrest talking trash to you, but Josh Smith says there's good walleye fishing in the Hunter River. Walleye is good. I have no idea how to fish for walleye. Forrest has been trying to get me out, but just the stars have not aligned yet. They're good eating. Uh, early season, we go and you can fling a rooster tail or like a little fluke with a jig head or something like that. There's a couple different ways to catch them. Yeah. Uh, we catch our limit like out of the Flint river up in Michigan, yeah. but I've caught them on jigs, bass fishing. Yeah. I've only caught them deep cranking or throwing a drop shot. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never caught them on drop shot, you? but I caught them on Ned rig. So let me ask you this. Cause you're in a hotel. Do you even have a kitchen, like a means to even cook? I got a microwave. <laughs> oh, microwave in a mini fridge. Oh, your your diet must suck right now. Oh, dude, I ate hot pockets all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just saving some money because I eat out so much it gets expensive. Josh Smith used chicken livers. I've never heard of anybody using chicken liver for walleye, but I'm not uh, a big time walleye fisherman. So we now, use chicken livers for catfish. Yeah, I was gonna say, Josh, comment down below. Were you did you stumble on that catfishing, or did you actually go for walleye using chicken liver? I'm curious, but 
But yeah, dude, your your hot pocket thing. Uh, it's funny you say that because you're pretty famous on TikTok, and that <laughs> that <laughs> that TikTok you made of the hot pocket. <laughs> I, I laughed probably. I watched that probably a hundred times. That was a good one. To be fair, I didn't make it up. I seen somebody else do it, and I couldn't find who it was. Like I seen it a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't find who it was to like go back and like at least tag them or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few people do it since then, but I guess I was going to tag the original person first, but <laughs> like, whatever. It's funny. I can't resist. I got to post it. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's running out of ideas, that. so that's what you get for now. Small swim baits and curly tail. That's how Forrest goes for walleye all the time. It's all, you won't shut up about it. Forrest ain't no walleye. That boy don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he does say you like squatted trucks. See, I told you he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, dude, so obviously it looks kind of tough in Kentucky for your fishing, unless you want to go to a pond or Ohio River. Although this Williamston Town Lake, you'd have to do maybe like a YouTube search or something to see if there's even fish in there worthwhile. But it looks yeah, interesting. That's usually what I do. If it's a questionable body of water, yeah, I'll check it out on YouTube. Somebody usually slip up and uh, give out the goods on there. I'm the type of person that if I fish a small body of water, I ain't gonna tell you in my video. Yeah, I'll no. let you sit there and guess. Too many spot burners out there. Yeah, but uh, so you got so you have your job in Kentucky. You got some BFLs coming up. I actually, have one this weekend, correct? Yep. So actually, yep. Josh Smith said, stumbled on it catfishing and just seemed to work in different areas for walleye. Ohio River along the West Virginia border has been the best. So nice. there you go. Yeah, catfishing. That's not, uh, it's not too far from me. No, it's not bad. But you, you saw a five-hour drive home this weekend because you are fishing a BFL on the Lake of St. Clair. Yes, sir. What is your excitement level? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm excited to go back and fish Lake St. Clair and catch some smallmouth. Hopefully. But I'm not excited to draw a poo-poo boater. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the main concern. The BFL, yeah. to be fair, the BFL I fished last year on Lake St. Clair, that was my first any kind of FLW tournament. Uh then my first BFL, yada yada. Actually, my first real big tournament like that with that many people. And I uh, drew a guy from Canada. His name is uh, Mike Kizis. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Kizis or Kizis. Mm -hmm. uh, super cool dude. Man, dude's smart. He actually bought uh, one of the Johnston brothers' old boat. Okay. Like, he actually knows them. Uh, he knows a couple other people. Uh, so, he probably knows a thing or two about smallmouth fishing there. Yeah, he actually guides there. He's lived there on St. Clair like the past 20 years. And oh, he guides wow. there now. So he knows a lot. And he taught me a lot yeah. about smallmouth that first trip out with him. So that's that pretty cool. cool. We so uh that pair up with him. How'd you do? I caught I caught my limit and I ended up with just over 15 pounds and I placed like 33rd. Yeah, 33rd out of 130 something, I think. Nice. So I did decent yeah i uh, just missed the money by 
I don't know, maybe like 10 spots or something like that. Yeah, I think they pay out to 20 or 22 or something like that. Yeah. It was cool, though. I learned a lot from him that day. Still keep in touch with him. We still text back and forth and stuff. He's a super cool dude. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm jealous. And then I had all these horrible experiences. No. (laughs) And I had a bad experience in Lake Champlain. But Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, This weekend was interesting. I definitely learned a lot. It definitely wasn't. I'll leave it at, I did not learn what to do. I learned what not to do as really? a reporter. And we're going to leave it there. But <laughs> overall, it was home. It was a home lake, so I, I couldn't argue with it. It was a fun time. Saw some people I haven't seen in a while, so it was good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. How did they do y'all's weigh-in? Uh, so essentially, just everybody had to wear a mask. Um, they didn't really have a six-foot rule in place or anything like that. Um, they did different flights as usual, but uh, it, w- it wasn't too, it wasn't crammed by any means at all. So it was good. Everybody was wearing masks and it was fun. Just don't make out with each other and don't sniff yeah, in the back of much. somebody else's neck. It, it was a pretty difficult ask, but it, it was, it wasn't, that, it wasn't too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, so after this, this BFL, I, from my understanding, you're going to be back in Kentucky for a little bit. And then obviously bow season's coming up. Is it before or after bow season that you're taking your Louisiana, Michigan self to the good old Nevada? Uh, that'll probably be next year. Like oh, next year, like the beginning of next year. Cause I should be in Kentucky for like the next four months, roughly. Okay. And then Nevada's looking like next year. All right. So what are you doing out there? I will be working for a company I used to work for, uh, It'll be. I can't give too much information about it now, or just mm-hmm. yet, because they're still tying up loose ends and stuff like that. But it's going to be a government contract out there doing <laughs> stuff for like every department in the state. That's pretty cool. You you made tying up loose ends sound like they're just they're killing people off to make room for you. No, no. I'll uh, <laughs> it's I'll have like my own little crew and everything out there. It's uh, we're going in. Like I gotta become a resident of Nevada and all kind of stuff to be, even be able to do it. I'm gonna move move my family out there and stuff like that. So oh, so this is like permanent, permanent. Four years, at least, <laughs> roughly yeah. three to four years. That's a big move, dude. Yeah, it'll be well, worth it though. Are you excited for it, or are you kind of nervous, anxious? What? I'm excited. Yeah, I'll finally be able to hunt elk and hunt mule deer. Oh and hunt pronghorn, all the stuff I've dreamed about since I was a kid. There you go. I like fishing, but I like hunting too. Hunting if you had to choose deal. one, if you had to choose one, you could only hunt or fish for the rest of your life. What are you picking? That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. There's You're a, held against your will. That's the difference between hunting and fishing. Hunting, you spend so much time chasing after one moment yeah fishing you get a bunch of moments and then one trip most of the time yeah so that's what makes them different but that's what makes hunting so cool you know it's a lot of work a lot more you can screw it up too there's a lot of things that can screw it up you don't you can't just like cast right back out there and like no yeah the fish can't smell you yeah it's uh 
I don't know which one I would pick. That's a crazy question. I, I have to like go to bed tonight and think about it and wake up and give you an answer tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that's an answer you can honestly ever fully 100% give just because there's so many swings. Like there's times where I'm a tree stand and I'm like, yeah, I like hunting more than fishing. But then times around the water, like, yeah, screw hunting. Yeah. And it's, it's just the life of an outdoorsman. That's all it is. But Oh yeah. Like uh, springtime. I mean, yeah, it's turkey season. And I completely blew off turkey season this past past spring because I was so hard up on catching them smallmouth. <laughs> well, know? after 12, six pounders, I don't blame you. Yeah. If the smallmouth fishing wasn't that good, I probably would have turkey hunted more. Yeah. Good grief. And Forrest is still in the chat talking crap about both of us, actually. Oh, wow. Poor Forrest. Good Lord. He thinks yeah. he's hitting on me. He's telling <laughs> He's telling your women. So you have uh, multiple women? Apparently I have women, not women. We mean women. All Bailey catches is bulb. All Zach can kill is yearlings. Ooh, <laughs> that's a low blow. <laughs> I did shoot a small doe this past year. Fishing all day, Bailey, the only thing you can kill is a white claw. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Well, dude, let's pull up. Uh, let's pull up Navionics here, because you said you're heading to Nevada, but we were talking offline earlier, and you mentioned you you're either going to Reno or Las Vegas, correct? Yep, that's so as far as I know for so sure. Far. Which one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one they're gonna send me to, because mm -hmm. I can put in a. Uh, I can tell them which one I would prefer, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna get it. Well, let's see. Well, Las Vegas here. What's this one? Lake Powell in Utah? I've heard about this, but... I've heard of Lake Powell. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be pretty damn far for you anyways from Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Lake Mead. I've heard of a lot of... Left. I've heard a lot about Lake Mead, mainly from... I'm I didn't even know that was right by Las Vegas. I've heard of that place too. Yeah. Lake Mead, I've heard a lot from because I listened to Josh Bertrand's uh, podcast, Angler's Happy Hour. And uh -huh. Lake Mead seems to be something they bring up just about every show. Uh, so a lot of spotted bass, a lot of smallmouth out here. Uh, really good striper fishing, apparently. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't, I've never caught a big striper. See, this is, just looks overwhelming to me. This makes my glacial lakes seem so much simpler. When I look at this, it's like, uh, don't looks know pretty where. Yeah. <laughs> Do not know where to start. I guarantee there's a lot of rich people cutting out on boats out there and gigantic pleasure boats. Yeah. Being right by Las Vegas. Sure, that would be uh, fun for you on that little kayak ears. The perfect kayak lake. <laughs> <laughs> I, apparently, it gets rowdy real quick. So, some, some of these little almost looks like creeks into other pools, essentially. Probably better for you in a kayak situation. Yeah. Yeah, the creeks lead into more different, looks like different bays is what they refer to it as. But Lake Mead would be a cool, cool little place to get away from. Heck yeah. Let's I'm see. actually Ooh. kind of looking forward to fishing in California more than anything because they have say, a lot of uh, no motor lakes. Like, oh, really? A lot of those big bass lakes, like uh, a lot of those lakes that Mike Long was fishing. They were uh, uh, trolling motor only or electric only. So they're uh, the uh, the lakes where you go to snag the uh, the ten plus pounders. 
Yeah. If you want to go snag some bass. <laughs> hit that yeah, man that up. Double pattern I heard is fired. <laughs> yeah. Send it send him a message. Let's see. So if you stay in Reno, you're gonna have let's see, there's a reservoir here. A couple little reservoirs. This is probably some of the stuff you're talking about. Oh yeah, I didn't see that one. There's more bodies of water there than I thought. That's nice. Stampede reservoir. Yeah, you got a bunch of little reservoirs. Let's see some bigger things you got. So obviously Lake Tahoe, which we I should have pulled it up here, that little news article. That would have been hilarious. Dude, you gotta at least show people a clip of it because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> they act like they're a little uh they're Let's see. through an end over there. Y'all need to go check out the full thing. I'm I'm not gonna play it because I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, you can get trouble for that? I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can get copyrighted, so I'm not even going to go into it. But look up Lake Tahoe Bass Fishing on YouTube. Click the second video from a Brandon Brandon Riddeman, I believe is how you pronounce it. And just, just listen. Just, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> it is probably the most absurd thing if you're a bass fisherman that you've ever heard. Uh, essentially, they say bass are an invasive species. They are the reason that milfoil grows. Uh <laughs> And pretty much just saying how uh, bass are somehow destroying the clarity of the lake, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, the bass are responsible for making the lake dirty. That doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> carp, carp are known for that. Are they? But bass? I didn't know that. What, carp? I thought they made water clear because they destroy... Oh, no, it gets dirtier because they destroy vegetation, right? Yeah. You ever seen them get up in the grass and just, like, freak out? Like tear it all up. I have seen that. Yeah, that's See, that's what I mean by dirtier. Pyramid lakes look boring and deep. Well, let's see what you got. So if you're in Reno, let's look into what you got. Oh yeah, Bullard's Bar. I heard heard is very fun. A lot of fish, but it's it's actually like kind of pretty cool scenery. Um, so this is like directly west of you. That's all like desert stuff around there too. Yeah, but it's it's like all clay is what it is. If you uh, watch Greg Blanchard's channel, uh, he's fished there before, and it's actually really cool. Um, yeah, he was actually just out that way like a couple weeks ago, wasn't he? I believe so. I'm pretty sure he was at Clear Lake not long ago. So here's Clear, and here's Berryessa. So that's not a terrible drive. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I actually oh, I've already googled it. Uh, Clear Lake's two hours from Reno. It's only two hours, and that's perfect, dude. Yeah. That's not bad at all. You can get in some really good fishing, obviously because of clear. You'll forget all about those six-pound smallmouth when you go to Clear Lake and catch some 10, 12-pound largemouth. Oh, my God. I would freak out. I've never caught a 10-pounder. Uh, one of my friends who is um, on the Douglas Pro staff is a guide out on Clear Lake, and he said that – I think he said it was like eight or nine days they went 40-pound bags in a row. Okay. That would be insane. Yeah, on, on jigs, traps, jerk baits, swim baits, big swim baits. Like yeah, that's what I want to do. Everything, yeah. So he says some of the. It gets crazy too when you have a couple of days of, of hot weather where the water then clear up and then you can just sight fish giant fish up shallow. That's nuts. So that, yeah, you get, just get yourself a HUD and go beat the bank and sight fish with big, huge swim baits, and glide baits. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. Down with so that. I, I oh, yeah, Shasta up there. That's not. That's probably a little bit farther. 
Now I don't know the lay of the land for California much because I don't I don't know where the delta is. Me neither. I've never uh, looked at it on a map. Honestly, I worked um, in San Francisco a couple years ago and I was not a fan of that place. Isn't it just a hill? What San Francisco? Yeah, isn't it just a big hill? It's like a. Well, I guess geographically, yeah, I guess you're kind of on a hill for the most mm. part, but you get this weird uh, weather pattern from the bay there. In the middle of summer, it's like it, it could be freezing in the morning, like freezing cold. And there's so much fog that it doesn't warm up until like the evening time. And it might get to like 60 degrees. It's weird. It and then weird. later on in the year, it can get warmer or something. Interesting. They said, uh, somebody said, there's like a saying, like, uh, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it. It's something like the coldest winter that San Francisco has is during the summer or something like that. They say something weird about it because the weather is literally really unique to that area. Because you can you can literally drive 20 minutes away from San Francisco and get out to the desert and be over 100 degrees. Whenever you get in San Francisco, you're going to be in like 60 degree weather. It's weird. And there's poop all over, all over the place. Homeless people poop on the sidewalk. Not a place for the vacation. <laughs> Science. But it's weird. Like there's homeless people everywhere. Like you kind of feel bad, but you walk down the sidewalk and there'll be somebody like completely laid out, like uh, a piece of lumber, like a two by four on the ground, covered up, and it looks like they're just dead. But they're just sleeping, just sleeping like a freaking mummy, everywhere. In the weirdest spots, too. You can come around a corner and be like, my bad. Like, almost step on somebody, like, laying down, sleeping in the middle of the day. It'll be, it's it's probably like that, uh, do you remember, like, probably was it five, six, maybe even more longer than that, when there was that whole planking trend where everybody would plank in, like, That's really, really weird places. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> People are just laying in random places. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. There's Tent City. Like, like, like the, you see it in the movies. That's pretty much how it is. Like, there's that many homeless people under some of the bridges. Yeah, and they scavenge things from the trash. Like, they got bicycles and all kind of stuff. Anything somebody thrown away, they'll go snag it if it has any kind of use at all. So, dude, if you move to Reno, let me ask you this: if you move to Reno. Are Obviously, you know, you're going after smallmouth. You're fishing some of these smaller Michigan uh, lakes for largemouth, even some smaller uh, bodies of water that I saw on your YouTube channel that you've been catching pretty big smallmouth. But now if you move out west, what are you most excited for to try that you never really thrown before or you is unique to you, new to you? Uh, obviously, you're going to be getting uh, some experience with some, some new techniques, I would imagine. So what are you most excited for to go fish out west? Throw on the big soft swim baits the big huddlestons yeah that's yeah i've never done that okay it's i could probably i could probably do it here or you know or back home in Louisiana, oh, yeah. but it's never did i never never threw them big swim baits like that that's honestly that's like kind of a california thing like oh it is no, no doubt california's known for so i just never have done it and i'll definitely be going hard on that yeah, uh, it's a pattern that definitely originated on the West Coast and definitely has moved east. It works on the East Coast. Um, mm. Obviously, not as effective as in the West with those bigger, you know, those clear lake largemouth as is what, what's most popular for. But 
Dude, that throwing a big swim bait and the glide baits, those that is a a technique that is so can be so complex. I, I kind of relate it to jerkbait fishing, where jerkbait fishing can actually be very complex if you really go down the whole rabbit hole. Um, obviously, you nailed it on the head this spring with what you found. Um, mm. But when I had Nick Kuzvis on, pretty much essentially we talked jerkbait fishing for 45 minutes. And it's it can be very confusing because there's so many different variables that you have to do. You know, it's not like throwing a trap where either you're straight reeling it or you're ripping it through grass. And that's about as, as far as that goes. I mean, there's some, some secret stuff you can do with it. But for the most part, it's very simple to throw. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you got cadence, you got suspending or floating or like like rising or sinking. And then you have, you know, line size, you have a uh, column of water, you know, if there's, and then obviously you have pattern and detail. And it gets, it gets kind of crazy when you really dwell into it. So that's the, the swim bait thing. It would be pretty fun to, to actually take the time and actually really dive into it and see what yeah. work, doesn't work. Um, but I mean, the one disadvantage that you hear about with big swim baits is you're going to have to go, you know, two, three days of no bites to go a day of five huge bites. Yeah. You know, but it's one of those things where it, once it clicks, it's, it makes it worth it. Heck yeah. That would be sweet. I would love to see you with and glide baits. I've, I've never thrown glide baits, so that's going to be right there with the the whole swim bait thing. Like, I've got to do both of those, and I need to just do them wherever I'm at, wherever I'm at to to learn them and yeah. play with them, you know. But I was told out there it's going to be a, a for sure thing. Oh yeah, like a dedicated combo for that out there. I was told glide baits essentially when you're starting to throw glide baits, it's essentially just pictured as a jerk bait. Just not as aggressive, I guess. With totally. yeah, hmm. never. Dude, had have you ever on. thrown one before? Have you ever thrown a uh, swim bait or what? Dude, I've thrown swim baits, small swim baits, not nothing, nothing big. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've thrown some pretty big glide baits, and then I, I, as far as swim baits, like the soft swim baits go, I've thrown like an eight-inch mag draft, ten-inch mag draft. Dude, the follows you get, it is ridiculous. Really? That's why you hear off like all like time and time again how good of a search bait it is because you just see these giant fish even like two or three pounders will come up and check it out and nose it bump the tail it's it's pretty incredible how Heck good yeah. of a search bait it is uh it's a great practice bait very good practice bait really if you want to know if there's fish in the area Heck yeah you'll probably poop yourself if you go to clear lake and you throw that thing around for a while oh i'm sure i will i freak out i gotta do so much editing in my videos when something crazy happens yeah i'll freaking lose it man <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. speaking of that falling out yeah speaking of that dude uh, are you excited to do some filming and stuff over there you probably could do some oh, yeah. you probably could get into some pretty cool filming if you go on some elk hunts and stuff like that oh yeah big time i'm really excited for hunting i feel like i'm almost more excited for the hunting than i am the fishing because it's it's bass fishing. I've been bass fishing my whole life, but never been elk hunting. Yeah. Never been mule deer hunting. Never been pronghorn antelope hunting. And you know that's three big uh, critters that they got out there. Yeah. So I'm really 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 excited for that. I take hunting like a lot more serious. I, mm, I take fishing serious, but I don't know. I get what Some, you mean. Hunting's I get, different. Hunting People takes call a fishing a sport, but hunting is not a sport. Yeah, fishing, is you know, 
fishing, you can go cast randomly and get lucky and catch one. Whereas hunting, if you want to go, you know, harvest a mature and obviously trophy class animal, you know, it takes a lot of preparation. You don't stumble on that. I mean, yeah. in rare cases, I'm sure it happens, but you can't just go wander around the state land and then walk 100 yards and just stand there broadside for you. It takes a lot of work. So yeah. that's going to be pretty cool to put in that. You know, it's it takes a lot of time. It takes, especially out there, that land, too, you're going to have a lot more grunt work with, you know, physical, physically. A lot more public land to hunt. Yeah. Like, I hunted Idaho a few years ago, and we were hiking 10 miles a day. That's pretty sweet. That like, is pretty cool. I've never been able to hike like that in one direction because, you know, the tracks of land over in the east, you know, they're not as, uh, well, there's not as much land as there is out west, just to say it. And uh, you, you almost got to plan out right walking through the woods if you really want to make a straight line 10 miles, you know. Yeah. There's just so much, that, I mean, to be able to backpack and go that far in, that, like, you'll, you won't see a person for, weeks out there sometimes in some of those areas it's just completely unique to compared to fishing out west or out east hunting yeah. out east <laughs> talk right now dude i'll tell you i really want to go to idaho and fish um i can't even pronounce the lake of it that's it's some funky name but essentially it's uh you see brain upon it fish a bunch um basically it's this lake where they tested submarines on out in Idaho, but it has gigantic smallmouth. It's, and it uh, looks incredible. It's funny you say that because I have a friend that lives in Idaho and he's been fishing this lake right by his house. And it's a big lake. Uh, it's right by Sandpoint. Sandpoint, Idaho. Idaho. He actually messaged me the other day asking about, you know, what I like to use for smallmouth and stuff like that. And uh, his daughter, she's like, oh, she's like three or four years old. She caught one that was about 19 inches the other day. Oh, flicker shad. Oh, the old flicker shad. Yeah, he sent me a picture. That was pretty cool. Let's see. Idaho smallmouth. Yeah, this is what it's. I have no idea how to pronounce this thing right. Is it in northern? Corcoline, I believe it's called. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Oh, let me look. Because there's a lake right by Sandpoint. Like, right by Sandpoint. Gorgeous. I believe this is it. Yeah, my grandma lives in Coeur d'Alene. Hmm. And uh, what, Brandon Pollinet grew up right by that area? I believe he fishes it because I saw it on his Instagram, and I had his cameraman, Kyle Vendever, on here, and he talked about them fishing it. Yeah. There's some cool shots. I'll have to pull them up in a little bit um, as we talk more. There's I'll one of those up. lakes around there. uh like Michael Jordan has a, a vacation spot on. Matthew McConaughey has a vacation spot on one of those lakes. It could be that lake. It's either that one or the one up by Sandpoint. <laughs> it might be the same lake. I don't even know. I'm trying to pull it up on the map so I can look at it. Yeah. Michael, you said Michael Jordan has a place in Idaho? It was the, it was, it was either Michael Jordan or somebody that, one of the, Screwing up my, all my information right now. I could have swore he said Michael Jordan, but it was either Michael Jordan or somebody with Nike that did something with the Jordan brand or some of the shoes. I have that no even idea. makes sense. 
I don't yeah. know. My buddy was telling me about it. But Matthew McConaughey is the one that got me. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. Now we talk. Let's see. We're getting closer here. Pulling up a picture from Pionic's page. Oh, wow. That's Australia. I'm over here looking for lakes. I'm like, oh, wait, there's no green trees anywhere. Hmm. Pulling it up here. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And the cool thing about Idaho is you can get over-the-counter elk tags, non-resident, like oh, 600 bucks. So you that I did not know. Roll into town and get you an elk tag during elk season. Sheesh. Sheesh. Oh, come on, where the heck is this picture? Sorry, guys, I'm live here. We're, we're trying to find something here. So stick with us. Give it a second. Doing research and development. Yeah. Oh, okay, the lake that my buddy fishes on is called Lake Pend Oriel. Sorry, who? What now? Lake Pend Oriel. Oriel. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. There's a big smallmouth in there too. Kyle, and it's a uh, right by Canada. Interesting. Taking right. There we go. I think this is it. I think I found it. Went to Kyle's page. Like, look at all the mountains and stuff in the back. Yeah. Dude, legit, like, the mountains we were hunting is not yeah. far from there. Yeah, look at that. Look how beautiful it is. I can't, I don't know if I can, I think I can zoom in here. It's insane there, dude. It's zoom. awesome. Could you imagine fishing that? Mm -hmm. Skiing right after? That's incredible, dude. And then catching just giant smallies out in Idaho. Heck yeah. So I'm forced requested for you to talk about your Ohio muskie. It was uh it was a big fish. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> Point made. It, uh I caught a lot of crap about it. Really? Yeah. Why? A lot of people were uh after I posted that video, there's a bunch of people saying, Oh, there's no way that was anywhere close to state record and then like it was it was equal like it was legit like 50 percent of people were saying no way that's no no that's not close to the state record then another 50 percent were saying like oh my god that's the biggest muskie i've ever seen <laughs> and i've caught big black drum in louisiana uh i caught halibut in alaska i caught like a lot of random ass species that are big yeah and dude that thing was heavy <laughs> that was legit like holding a sack of dog food out like it was that limp like trying to hold it. I was like, oh my God. I could barely, barely hold it. Like what you see in the video was like all I could hold. Uh, I had to edit out me like letting down like because I was, oh. It was just a quick little thing for the camera. I think it was heavy. Wait no, I, I didn't even have a freaking tape measure on me. I had held the thing down in the water and put my rod on the tip of his tail. I didn't even pinch his tail together. I just held the rod tip down there and made a little mark at the tip of its mouth and I measured that when I got back and that was 50 and three quarter inches. So if I would have actually laid it down and squeezed his tail, I'm sure, you know, might've been able to get 51 out of it or whatever, but that's that thing crazy. was huge. That's crazy. I, I wish I would have been more prepared. Yeah. I mean, how were you, were you specifically targeting muskie? No, it was going, I was going bass fishing. So how, yeah, there's no way you could have known. Yeah. I, I was going bass fishing. Uh, my girlfriend had my camera. She was following me around, 
just like uh you know like we always do out there and i yeah. started seeing it was spring it was april actually and uh I started noticing some muskie come up shallower and I had missed one chasing my little swim bait. It was a little biospawn from yeah. a uh, biospawn exoswim. Yep. And uh, one of them chased it up to the bank and I was like, holy crap, you know, this is like 20, 30 inch or whatever. And then I walk up, the levee's super, super high on that, on that dam, on that lake. And uh, you can get up and you can, you're literally like seeing what birds see <laughs> whenever they fly over normal bodies of water you're like that high up and i can see everything down there i'm like holy crap that's a fish that looks like a log yeah let me go try to catch that one and i flipped it out at her and ran it right by her and she just like went Arr! just like <laughs> barely turned her little her big ass head and nipped it and i didn't i didn't even set the hook hard i just reared back on it because i wasn't sure if she had it and i was trying to pull through and yeah. dude right in the top of the mouth she bit Where it just enough uh, what's that What'd you throw? Like, what'd you catch on that biospawn exoswim? Oh, right, you said that four inch uh, swim bait. That's weird. I think it's four <laughs> inches. I liked your 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 visual representation of how the fish actually ate your swim bait. Yeah, it wasn't think, much. It was just she just like <laughs> brought her head over and just snipped it. it wasn't anything violent. She didn't chase it or nothing. She was just yeah. chilling right there, and I just ran it by her and gave her the opportunity. And you said uh, you have a YouTube video of this. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's got let's like eight thousand views or something. Well, let's, let's pull Dude, this up. You can Google Google my name and then the word musky after it, and there's like five or six different articles that people really? have done. Two two articles they contacted me and I know about it, but there's random articles that other people did about me and that fish. And they didn't even contact found you? the other day, and they're sharing my videos, so that's cool. You know. I even say it in the video, like I admit to not being a musky fisherman and, mm -hmm. you know, I was very unprepared and all this kind of stuff or whatever. Yeah. I hear you. Let's see. Catching, so this is it? Catching a giant musky from the bank? Yep. Let's watch her here. How many views does it have? Let's see. It's got 47,000. Oh, it's the frogging video that's got like 80,000 in. Those are like my two biggest videos on there. They're a couple years old. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Was it? Let's skip to just for time skip and to the good viewers. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Boom. So you were that close to it. Yeah. What's going on with this video? The sun was right, so she had just came out of the deep water. So she was in the shallows trying to warm up. Oh, look at you all prepared with uh, the lip grippers and everything. Yeah, I always carried them just to catch a, in case I catch a pike or a small muskie. See, that's smart. I'm not that smart to do that. But, dude, that's I a bad setup right there. It's 15-pound <laughs> fluorocarbon, like a 7-foot medium-heavy rod. I can see the loot. It's a Mach 1, isn't it? Yeah, it's Those a loot. It's a, a silver one, I think. Yeah. You're she thumbing didn't that fight too you thumbing hard. that spool like crazy? What's that? You thumbing that spool like crazy? A little it bit. Looks she like didn't strip too much, honestly. That's a damn alligator right there. Yeah, she was huge. I didn't realize she was that big. That's a dog snatcher. Look at you in your cute little pants. Yeah. Is that a is that a patch or did you put did you actually rip that? 
Oh, no, that's a rip. I just got long johns on. Oh, I thought you were wearing pants that had a perm, like an actual patch, like for fashion. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was going to give you crap. That's what that thing is fat. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so many people were giving me crap for them fish grips and all this kind of stuff. I was like, dude, I don't even care. She was a big fish. The yeah. reason I say potential state record is because she was like, what, a half inch over the state record in length? But yeah. I didn't get a weight. She was just fat. She, I don't know how much she weighed. See, I absolutely hate catching pike, pickerel, and I don't mind musky because I just haven't caught many of them. But this, I would actually, that'd be kind of cool. It's the teeth that kind of like, I've been cut so many times. It's like, I don't know if I would want to get close to that thing. Yeah, that's why I had those grips because I'm not experienced with those fish. So, yeah. I didn't keep her out of the water long or anything like that. So, totally understand that. That was cool. It was a cool experience. I really don't, um, I don't care to catch any more of them. <laughs> like that one I caught on Lake St. Clair on that tube. People are giving me crap on, I was on saying, TikTok. They're giving you, they're giving you shit. <laughs> In do the I? future, do not hold the fish by a clamp straight up. Good fish. Yeah. Never hold them just in a vertical hole. How are you supposed to know this stuff? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not I want to see the. I want to find the worst comment, just because. Are, are they bad? Like, are there any really bad? I don't think ones? it was like a lot, of, a lot of bad ones. It was just uh, people being pretty critical. Let's see, man, people are really getting on you about the fish grips. Yeah. There's musky fishermen are a different breed. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. Man, I mean, what are you supposed to? I know there's like some gill. I, mean, I don't know it personally, but there's like supposed to be some gill plate that you can grab. Essentially, oh, yeah, you can you can grab them on the inside of the gills, the gill plate, See, and just I've always like done hold that. them like that. But yeah, I've done that with pike, and I still somehow get cut. Maybe I'm just stupid, and that's probably the case. But I mean. Like, I grab little alligators all the time back home. I'm not scared of no alligators, but them the teeth on them musky are freaking. Oh yeah, itchy, and fish are unpredictable. You know, my luck, I'll go to do the old grab and hold out, and they freaking flop around, and tear my arm up or something. Yeah, yeah, and no, I just, yeah, I don't want to mess. Well, I, I, like, I like my bass. I like I like being able to just grab onto the mouth and hold them, throw them back. Don't have to worry about no teeth. The worst thing you got to worry about is uh, go bass them. That's about it. Oh, yeah. And if you're having a good day, you get bass palm right there. Oh, yeah. You get it right on, like, the back of your thumb. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you know you got you got all big and it's when they that's do the that. good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Forrest wouldn't know much about that. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets tore up right there on the little tip of his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's the, guy, he's the guy that uses his pointer finger. And holds the lip, holds it like this. Oh yeah, holds it up like this. <laughs> Caught me a bath today, boys. Check it out. There's hashtag uh, I'm not knocking that. Hashtag Google Bates. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Notice me. Hashtag notice me. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh. Calm down, everybody. Yeah. I, well, think, I, I, I joke about it because it's one of them things that, like, 
everybody is in a race to beat somebody else too and like it's a fad thing and i do not like doing what everybody else does no no. that's why i joke around about it yeah no 100 it's it's being original and i agree with you on the lines of that is i'll make my own content and if i grow i grow if i don't whatever i still like doing it i'm not doing it to be famous i'm not Mm -hmm. doing it to you know try to make money if i do great but if I don't, that's not why I started doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm not calling people out. I'm not trashing people. I'm not bashing you or anything for what you do. I do all I my point of saying is I don't agree with people going out and trying to copy someone else. I feel like if you're fishing, you're filming to copy someone else. I feel like then you're almost doing homework rather than creating your own content. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And I think a lot of them, a lot of the younger people, they just like really, really look up to some people. So naturally, whenever they create their content, it's going to be just like them. Just like the people they look up to. Yeah. When when you're young, you kind of, when you start watching things. So so let's say, let's take the Googans, for example. You know, they've, with their content, they've, done an amazing job of reaching a demographic that's at a younger age. So like, let's take like a, you know, a 13, 14 year old that's getting into fishing sees them. That's, you know, they don't experience much on, let's say like versus watching a trying to think of somebody, maybe like a Jacob Wheeler, let's say, I'm trying to think of another YouTube account that's uh, along the lines of a tournament angler where they don't see that, but they grow up watching the Googans. That's kind of how they get their vibe of, creating content i guess is what i'm trying if you understand where i'm trying to go with that yeah yeah but it's it's cool they've done a lot for the sport uh, i think you know there's so many people that will ask me like i don't know if i should start a youtube account because there's so many and like i mean if you're making it just to try to get big you're not really making it for the right reason i mean good for you to try yeah. to make it big yeah. but you gotta love fishing out. and you gotta love filming yeah or you you know you gotta want to share your experience. Yeah, if you like to share, it, it's such an oversaturated market. If you're gonna jump into it to try to be the next big thing, good luck, good luck. buddy. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but which you might you might be able to. I mean, some people just take off, but at yeah. the same point in time, you know, you should you should be doing it because you have fun doing it, not because mm-hmm. you know you're sitting there and you're you're statistics hungry, you're analytics hungry, you're trying to just grow. And that's all you care about is numbers and not care about what you're posting and, you know, what kind of effect you might have. But I don't know. I guess that's my two um, People can have different opinions, and I totally respect that. And I will totally debate them. Uh, not really debate, but talk about it. Because I think it's kind of interesting when you look at it. I, I love analytics, but I also love kind of how people mold their, um, I guess, not uh, social media profiles, I guess I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Which I got to say, your TikTok account. I absolutely love just because of the jokes and how you bounce back and forth between fishing videos, making fun squatted trucks. And that's pretty much about all your TikTok is. Yeah. <laughs> and hot, hot pocket videos. <laughs> People seem to like the goofy videos a lot more than the fishing stuff, though. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I, I've, I'm starting to crack the code of uh, algorithms in TikTok. Are you? Yeah. You don't just post a picture or a video of a fish getting caught. You like are supposed to like, I, I'll post a video of like me releasing a fish and I'll get like 500 views. 
But then I'll post the same video, the same exact video, and in the video, add text saying, like, what's your PB? And then it'll get, like, I have, like, 15 and a half thousand views and, like, hundreds hundreds of comments. And, like, yeah. apparently if you just ask questions, it's like you, you, you crack the code. It's more interactive. Yeah, engagement. More interactive with your audience. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I mean, I do it every now and then, I guess, but. Guess who's back? No, but the cool thing about TikTok, uh, Gerald Swindle follows me on there. He comments on videos every now and then. So he like he watches my stuff. That's and pretty cool. To have him watch my stupid videos and comment stuff every now and then, that's pretty cool. You <laughs> I've looked should, up uh, that dude for a long time. Yeah. Dude, he's, in, totally he's in agreement with all the squatted truck stuff, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's on the same page. You should make a video... And then tag Gerald Swindle and just say how Gerald Swindle drives squatted trucks and leave it just like that and see what happens. And wait for him to respond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see what he does. <laughs> probably like you, you, get, like, you probably get a really funny duet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. telling Forrest, uh, the for, the only guy who's commenting on this video besides Josh Forrest Smith. is the real MVP, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling Forrest to get a TikTok and you won't you won't do it. We appreciate you, Forrest. <laughs> he goes, oh, TikTok, TikTok, I mean it can get you in trouble or you can have a fun time on it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff on there other than fishing and jokes and <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you ain't I, even gotta I, look I, for it. You can scroll through there and oh well. You know, not for kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw a G-Man driving down the street in a squatted tundra. <laughs> big, big oof. Yeah, huge oof. Huge oof. We're going to have to cancel. We're going to cancel G-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I would love to have Gerald on this podcast just to learn his story. Because I feel like he talks about stories all the time, but I've never heard how he got into fishing. Me neither. That's strange. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll send the uh, the old Instagram DM and hopefully he answers me eight months down the road and tells me, no, he doesn't want to come on. <laughs> He's one of the ones I've, I've looked for on podcasts, and I don't think I ever found any podcasts that gave out his, like, backstory. No, he, he goes on a bunch of them, but he doesn't really talk like, you know, his childhood type of deal kind of thing, like Roots. At least that I've seen, but he's on a bunch. Yeah, of them. that's what I'm saying. I haven't listened. I yeah. haven't heard one where it talked that deep into it. Yeah. Did you? Are you a fan of Stray Cast by chance? Yeah, I've listened yeah. to him. All right, we talked about Not this lately. on phone. Did you? You should listen to the one with Gerald and James Watson because it is absolutely hilarious. Oh really? Yeah, they get a Tommy Biffle guest appearance, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> is that a recent one? Yes. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look that up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, all right, dude. We're gonna we're gonna end this in a second here, but uh, we're already going on over an hour. I don't want to keep you too long because now you're a working man, so I understand you gotta get up and get to work oh, tomorrow. It's still daylight right now. Get Zach to make a TikTok to get him on the pod. Oh, there you go. Hey. <laughs> Wait, is he asking you to make a I don't know if he what. Oh, I read that wrong. I thought he was trying to have you make a TikTok right now. now oh I no, think he's he talking about getting G Man on the 
podcast yeah. with the TikTok power. Yeah. The power of the talk. That'll be our, our last resort. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try the old the old DM first. How I usually yeah. go about things. That would be cool. Yeah. That is actually how we met was through that, but Forrest is the one that introduced me to you. Yeah, he hooked us up. Yeah. You and now we don't have to be like lonely him. at fishermansonly.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fishermansmeat.com. Yeah. Ooh, ew. No, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> you got to spell that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a thing. Like the farmer, <laughs> farmersmeat.com and stuff like that. Ooh. It's time to call it. Yeah. We haven't been drinking two Mountain Dews deep in this one. (laughs) All right, dude. Just want to say appreciate you taking the time, though. It's been a blast. Always a pleasure. Hopefully, uh, before you leave for the West Coast, we can get out fishing at some point, and hopefully I can head over to St. Clair in the spring. Yeah, you know, I think it could happen. Next year's a long ways off, so (laughs) we got plenty of time to get that done. Yes, sir. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Why are we about that? I'm Googling that as soon as I get off. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I will leave you to that. But uh, like I said, always a pleasure, dude. Have a good night, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. You too. Appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. That was Zach. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you to those who joined and uh, watched the live. Uh, If you have not watched the live, you're probably listening to this through the podcast apps that you can view the Serious Angler podcast on. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Super appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys next Monday. And uh, so this is going to be a current trend every Monday night. Uh, It's usually going to be 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Andrew, unfortunately, could not join us tonight. Uh, He will join us for future podcasts. But the Monday uh, podcast from now on are all going to be live on the YouTube channel. And then every Wednesday and Friday are going to be viewed as normal uh, through the podcast apps and will be uploaded to YouTube at 6 a.m. per usual. So thank you guys again, and we'll see you guys next time.